Hey everybody, welcome to the Riley and Winfrey Podcast. This week's topic, Prophecy and Dream. Sit back, grab some snacks, and enjoy the show. <laughs> I knew it would. Hey everybody, welcome to the Riley and Winfrey Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Winfrey. And this is our podcast. <laughs> this week's topic is, uh, what's this week's topic again? Prophecy and dreams. That's right, I totally knew that. Prophecy and dreams. We definitely talk about these things right before, for sure. Prophecy and dreams, so take it away, honey. Okay, um, prophetic wisdom and visions is a spiritual gift from the Lord. Not everyone has it. Um, it's when God is speaking to you about things he wants you to hear. And sometimes dreams don't mean anything, but God will reveal to you their discernment if mm-hmm. he's speaking to you. Um, sometimes don't dreams don't mean anything. Like, sometimes it's just something silly. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example... I dreamed once that I was eating waffles in the shower. Like, obviously, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I mean, you might want to drink some waffles. I mean, eat some waffles in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes they're just, like, something crazy that your mind comes up with. Yeah. Like, this one time I had a dream that, like, I was in a Minecraft minecart and I was going to fight an AT-AT from Star Wars and all my friends were in a treehouse on the other side of the AT-AT, and I had to destroy it to save them all, or else they would die. That's probably not going to happen. Um, dreams are one of the ways that God speaks to us. The main way we should seek God is through His Word and through prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, we shouldn't try to seek Him through dreams. I think like, that, like... Like, prophetic dreams are, like, well, wouldn't you say that are when we're talking with God and we're close with God, he'll talk to us back through them. I wouldn't say that, like, we should wait for him to talk to us through them, right? Because it's because we're getting closer with him and we're trying to... Well, I'm saying don't induce, like, astral projection. No, yeah. And lucid dreaming and, like, trying to mess with the spirit realm in order to gain wisdom. Yeah. That's what yeah. I meant. I know that's what you meant, but I was mm-hmm. adding on to it. Like okay. On top of it. Yeah. Like, like, don't wait for God to speak to you. Yeah. Yeah, you can speak to him, too. Mm-hmm. Continue. And that's what prayer is. I mean, that, yeah. that should be the main way we speak with God. I feel like, uh, like... Not just through dreams. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Like, the main way is, is through what? The Bible, right? The Word. Yeah, exactly. So the main way to talk to him is, is right here. Yeah. In the and, Bible. um... Prophecy, sometimes I feel like it's mixed up with psychic. And they're actually, they're very different. Psychic abilities come from Satan, and that's part of the occult. And prophecy comes from God. Mm-hmm. When you have psychic abilities, you're inducing that in speaking and communicating with spirits, not of God. Mm-hmm. And prophecy is God revealing to you something. Mm-hmm. Like you're not, you're seeking God, but you're not seeking prophecy. Yeah. 
that's the main when you're psychic you're seeking being psychic you're in that you're in the occult you're into magic or witchcraft mm. uh, like the the top things that God has told me through dreams is if if he's telling me something like for example if I'm ta- if he's saying I'm talented with something or that he wants me to do something mm-hmm. to not listen to what other people say about it and their negativity about it because in the end everyone has their own opinion but God's mm-hmm. truth is is correct the and yeah. the truth and God knows everything mm-hmm. so we should listen to what he says yeah for our lives because he yeah. knows everything and when we don't listen like that he said when he says we're worthy like it, it's grieving it's grieving the spirit i feel like right mm-hmm. it's it makes god sad because you're not listening to him i think um like a good example from the bible it would be moses when it comes yeah to so, yeah definitely moses so moses if you don't know the story i'll give you a little bit of a summary uh Moses was just your average man, nothing too crazy, nothing too too spectacular. Um and God called him to be something much more yes. than just an average man. And he now, didn't feel worthy of it. He didn't feel worthy. So so the story said, God, is why why me? Why pick somebody else? Yeah, he says he, he tells he literally tells God and he makes up all of these excuses. God comes to him in the form of a burning burning bush and he says moses i'm going to have you do something for me moses said well i'm not a good public speaker i can't speak well in front of people and god said don't worry i got that covered your brother aaron is going to help you he said well um i don't and this know this wasn't if I can... a dream by the way this, this was like a, a real encounter this with is god. a real encounter yeah and and he just kept coming up with excuse after excuse why he couldn't do it and god finally said like I've called you because I want you and I know you can do it whether you think you can or not. Hmm. He didn't say that word for word, but that's basically what he said. And Moses ended up doing it and he led the Israelites out of Egypt just like God said he would. And not because God made him do it, but because he called him to do it and Moses answered and said he would do it even though he didn't feel worthy enough. Yeah. Like God and uses average everyday normal people that don't feel like they can. And for a lot of people, like the Bible and the scriptures aren't enough to like convince them that there's evidence of God, mm-hmm. right? What what would you say to that? Like, oh, it's just a book. The scriptures aren't real. Like what would you say to somebody that says that? What would I say? Yeah. Well, if they're usually, they're either like one of two people. They're, they, well, I can't say that because there's too many people. So, it depends on what they believe in instead of. So, like, you you believe in something. Even if you're atheistic, you believe that there is nothing. So, you believe in something, right? Your faith almost has to be stronger to be an atheist no, to does. rebel against, like... It does. Because... Put it this way, if you're taking a test in school or in college or you did or whatever, there's obviously going to be right answers, right? There's going to be right and wrong answers. Now, mm-hmm. you, 
if you know what the right answer is and you pick wrong anyway, why'd you pick wrong? You're, you're, you're making your, it's, you're making it harder for yourself. Yeah. Cause people don't want to feel bad. Yeah. Or what if you come across a multiple to- choice question with 30 different answers and all of them could be right, but you don't know which one is right for sure. By picking none of them, you're definitely wrong. But you're not comparing them all. Every single worldly religion has some little thing that's seeded and started from Christianity and seeded and started from the one true God. Mm-hmm. And that's just... And that attack. defeats the whole concept of like, well, all religion is correct. Yeah, and it's, it's not. just a matter of opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's not a matter of opinion. There's a right and wrong yeah, answer it's not. Here. It's not an opinion. There is... Um, there's another answer I would say, and the, I would say we know for a fact that the Bible has been dated back to years and years and years ago, right? We have old manuscripts, carbon dated, a ridiculously long time ago from a ridiculously long time ago um namely one that comes to mind is the dead sea scrolls which was dated at like 1380 or something like that i'm not gonna let me look that up because now i said something i want to make sure dead sea scrolls yeah it's interesting because people think like the truth comes down to like their opinion or beliefs but it's like (laughs) An apple is a fruit. Oh. And by not saying, by saying, no, I believe it's not a fruit because I don't want it to be. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Actually, I was wrong. It was even earlier than that. It was uh, dating from the 3rd century BCE to the 1st century CE. So, yeah, it was like 13 years older than I said it was. But, like... <laughs> The dead, the dead Sea Scrolls come to mind. It's it's forever ago, right? That's like over two thousand years old. So we know the Bible has not been altered or changed, right? It has, it has. Uh, what was I gonna say? Shoot. Relevancy. Well, yes, that I remembered. It has historical. Uh, a backing there are mention of different civilizations and different people so this bible is a really old book we've come to that conclusion right it has correct you can make the argument well it's just a history book as a lot of people did exactly it's a history it book is yeah. written by god and people are like oh well there's so many me- there's so much like messed up stuff in the bible mm-hmm. yeah it's it's what happened Right? There's also a lot of messed it's up stuff history. in American history books. And that's British not because like God is evil, it's because we are. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it's God our own like we want to go and blame God for everything and not even look at ourselves. Like like for example, the question No, you know, I'm not gonna get into that. But yeah, they, I mean, like there's are... there's so much evil in the Bible, but it's not that God is supporting that; it's He's explaining that. If you really look into the Bible and actually read it, all of the evil in the Bible is either it's from man. demonically induced or yeah. from man. It's not from God. God 
might allow these things to happen, but it's so that man can come to the conclusion that there is one and only, there's a one and only God, and he's good, and he loves us, and he cares for us. He punishes us because we are the evil ones. Like, well, Satan is. Satan it d influences us yeah. to evil. Yes, but... We are created in his image, which is good, but yeah. we've fallen. We've fallen, yeah. And listen to the evil one. <sighs> okay. Um, back on dreams, I would say that dreams are a big, a really big part of my testimony. Honestly, I don't even know if I would be Christian if I hadn't had these visions. I mean, I'm sure God would have still made a way somehow, but it's a really big part of my, um, my testimony. Um. When I was saved, I was I was coming out of a lot of darkness from the occult and from my sin. So I was, the dreams, the nightmares I was having got worse. Uh, because, like, sa Satan was mad that I was leaving him, that I was leaving the occult. And my dreams made me realize just how real the spiritual realm is and that Christianity is the truth and that it's not about opinion or my feelings or feeling bad. That it's just the truth. And like I had to face that, which was really hard. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for a lot of people. That's why we run away from it. Mm -hmm. That's why we run away from the truth because we don't want to face our, our sin or feel shame. Mm-hmm. And shame is from the devil. Yep. So when you feel shame, like that's not what we're supposed to feel. We're supposed to come as we are, and God delivers us and transforms us. Mm-hmm. And it's not about, like, being a Christian is not about whether we like it or not. It's about, and it's not about religion. It's just about facing, like, the truth and truth is not subjective there's this whole viewpoint of oh just be accepting of everyone and everyone's truth is their truth <laughs> which defies all logic because how can there be multiple truths like that's like saying um can you think of an example like that's like um saying Oh, I believe I have a Red Bull in my hand, but somebody believes it's a monster energy drink, right? Mm -hmm. Or someone, oh no, someone someone over there thinks it's a water. It makes zero sense because, like, that may be their opinion, but that doesn't make it right. Wow. Um, <laughs> That's like someone saying coffee isn't coffee because they don't want it to be coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I like that wording. It's, it's like it's like somebody saying that uh, Jesus isn't real because they don't want him to be. Because that would mean accepting certain things about themselves yeah. and about people they know and care about. That would have to be true because God is true. So they're choosing not to believe he exists uh, so that they can continue to live the way they live or so that they can continue to be friends with who they want to be friends with and uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's good word. And yeah, and we don't, we're not Christian just because, like, we decided to be and it makes us feel better. 
mm-hmm. no, we we've discovered the truth, and or hundred percent, thousand percent certain of it. Like it's just like, you know, discovering that. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, like, it it logically makes zero sense for all religions to be right, and I just had to recognize my need for a savior, which was really hard. I was very attacked by the enemy when I came out of all this. I used to have, um, I used to decorate my room, like, very demonically, and I would, like, do tarot cards with friends, and that's just, like, the beginning of it, but... Mm -hmm. Because I was so deep in that, that's why I was so attacked, and I'm still so attacked. Because yep. Satan was mad that I left all of that. Satan will continue to be and so. The closer I get to God, like, the more attacked I am. But also, the more equipped you are to handle it. Yeah, and I, so... God is teaching me how to, like, my authority over demons because of Him. Exactly, and like, like, like so. The closer you get with God, the more intact you're going to feel, but also the more prepared you are to handle yeah. it. So, yes. Yeah, like, like just just today when we had a nap, I dreamed that there was a demon within somebody, and I was saying to its face, looking in its eyes, I am not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of you. Go in Jesus' name. Yeah. It's like perfect love casts out all fear. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect love cast Let out me pull up that verse, actually. It's a pretty verse. You said we were talking about that earlier. Perfect love casts out all fear. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For yeah. fear has to do with punishment. Whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Yeah. Yeah, we have. And like demons are literally like beings of fear. That's what they are. Yeah. They're their fear yeah entities of fear they fear god that's why when you're in their presence they're so fearful right mm-hmm. they fear christians because of the authority that god has given us they fear the holy spirit within christians. and like people are like oh demons are so scary blah 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 like all this stuff no actually they're afraid of us they're afraid of the they holy are more spirit afraid of us within than us all. yeah because yeah, we're they're not afraid of us at all. That's why they attack us. But when they know that we are so close well, with the Holy what Spirit I that I know, I'm just articulating yeah. on top of what you said. Like uh, as soon as they understand cuz there's a lot of Christians out there, man, that like we aren't as close to the Holy Spirit as we'd like to be. And it's those Christians that probably like turn a lot of people away from God, away from churches away from the whole idea because they're just not as close and they're 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 getting this um diluted version mm-hmm. yeah and uh and oh man where was i going with that i don't know <laughs> it'll come to me so we were going down people line. being turned away because diluted version of christianity what was I saying before that? Do you remember? Damn it. Oh, well. Basically, God is, is teaching me to walk in the authority that he... Let me pull up that verse. Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying. I just remembered. So while you pull up that verse... um, um, So, so... 
demons are not afraid of Christians because they know that a lot of Christians are not as close as we should. He's be afraid of bold Jesus. Christians. He's afraid. No, he's afraid of the Christians who are listening to the Holy Spirit. Bold he's Christians. listening. Yeah. He's he's. They are afraid of when one of us who is saying in the name of Jesus, in the name of Christ our Lord, not just go away. Because that's not going to happen. It's not on our own power. No matter whether we have the Holy Spirit within us or not, it's not us. It's the Holy Spirit within us, and we got to remember that. This is with Christ's Here, power, not with our own power. Go ahead. So Luke ten nineteen says, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. James 4, 7, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So, there is a proper way to cast out demons and, and an incorrect way. It is wrong when we rely on our, it doesn't work when we rely on our own strength. Or anything outside of Jesus, basically. They will not be cast out if you are casting them out in any way other than through the authority that Jesus gives us. Um, and when and when we submit ourselves to God, like it's easier to cast them out as well, right? Mm-hmm. When we're fully submitted to God, Absolutely. because an unbeliever can't like be like, oh, in Jesus' name, right? Because they don't have the faith. Because it's actually, about faith, It right? actually talks about this in the Bible. Oh, really? The, there was an instance. Let me pull that up. Yeah. Yeah, so there was an do. instance. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember That's where okay. That's why we're here. But we are going to pull it up. Uh, I remember the context, and it, like, God brought this to my mind. So we're going to talk about it. Versa talks about... So it was in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, um, where the disciples uh, found someone in Jesus' name casting, yeah, casting out. But he wasn't; he did not believe in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't cast out a so, demon if you're not a believer. Well, right? No. So. Oh. Okay. So here, here, here's here's an Don't example. Don't listen to me then. <laughs> so in Mark, well, you're close. close We're learning. I, We're learning. Be, uh, I I don't know everything. I'm a new Christian. Yeah, neither so do I. I'm not going take, to yeah. say I know everything. But God definitely brought this to my mind to talk about. So in Mark nine thirty nine, I'm just reading off this being answer here. Um, Jesus teaches that those who cast out demons in his name are to be treated as believers. However, oh, okay. in Luke 8, I think it was Well, Mark. if you cast out a, a demon in Jesus' name, you are a believer, right? Because if you're not, then you probably would However, wouldn't. in Luke eleven eighteen, Mark three twenty six, and Matthew twelve twenty six, I'm pretty sure it was Mark that I read this in, but it's in all three of those books. Jesus says that there will be those who cast out demons in his name, but he does not know them. These passages suggest that casting out demons is not a guarantee of salvation. So there will be people that do okay. not believe in Jesus who will cast out demons in his name then and how, will be how successful. How can they do that and then not believe, Because though? it's not the believer. 
Weird. That's the emphasis. And I think... Uh, no, okay. I know that the reason this is a thing is because it is the power of Jesus. And Jesus alone... But aren't alone. they not aware of that they're doing that, though? doesn't matter if they are not. They're using Jesus' name. It's Jesus who casts out Bro. the demon. So, like, we have power over it because Jesus has the power. We are yeah, saying... Yeah, I know. Like, like even, even simply in saying, like, in Jesus' name, get out, we're saying, Jesus... Take this demon out. Yeah. We're not saying like there's so many get people too that are trying to do it themselves with like crystals and evil eyes. Those invite them and in sage. I actually I used to wear an evil eye to bed before I believed, thinking it would protect me from evil. <laughs> I don't find the any actual. Um, did the opposite. So here's Mark sixteen sixteen through eighteen. Let me pull this up. Um, Excuse me, sorry. Afterward, he appeared to them. He appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at the table. So, a little context: this is after he was crucified. Judas had hung himself out of um, out of uh, grief and uh, self pity, and um, or no, what's the word that I'm looking for? Judas. Yeah, Judas Iscariot. After he had given the Lord to the men and did not... Uh, no. Well, he probably felt like great shame. That's what it was. Shame. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And he hung himself. So, to the eleven themselves, the eleven disciples remaining, he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And it says right here, and these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues. So it's saying that those who believe in him will be able to. Yeah. Here. Now there is there's a specific there's a specific thing I'm looking for. Pacific. <laughs> Pacific specific thing. Um I don't know. There's a passage, it's not just a verse, there's a passage. <coughs> Here we go. Here we go. Mark, I was right. Okay, Mark Mark nine, chapter nine. Um where is it in chapter 9? Okay, no, no, no. It's in here somewhere. Uh, this is... No, that's not it. That's not it. This is when he's... Oh, here it is. Okay. Uh, so, Jesus had just uh, cast out some demons... And he was in this town of Galilee, casting out demons and healing people. And we hit uh, ch uh, chapter 9, verse 38 of Mark. And it, and it says, in the ESV version, e English Standard Version, John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name. And we tried to stop him because he was not following us. So he's saying, like, he does not believe in you, Jesus, but he's casting out demons in your name. So we tried to stop him. But Jesus said, do not stop him. For one who well, no, isn't it? They thought it was like blasphemy to like for to somebody else other than no. They thought it was blasphemy to do it when they weren't. So it says it oh. says specifically because he was not following us. So it's saying like so I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. But Jesus said, "Do not stop him. For one who does a mighty work in my name will soon after will be able soon okay. after to speak." I didn't know that's what that meant. For the one who I thought not... they were just like fair, like being like Pharisees and no. Like, I mean, that was 
probably like, oh, part of it. Like, why are you that's casting probably, out a demon? That's demonic, or I don't know. That's what I thought it meant. I mean, that's probably part of it, but that's <laughs> I know that's not all of it. Uh, for one who is not against us is for us. For truly I say to you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ will by no means lose his reward. So saying like, it's saying like, you know, uh, uh, this person is casting out demons. He may not be with us. He may not be following me right now, but he's against demons. So he, it was, so those who are not against us are for us. So he's saying this person may not be against. Or this person may not be following me, but he's casting out demons, so he's on the right track. He'll come to me. It'll take some time, but he's 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 casting out demons in his name because it's Jesus that casts out the demons. It's Jesus's power by Jesus's yeah. power. And and this goes with like our topic of dreams. You can cast out demons in your dreams too, with like the authority of Jesus. Yeah, because Jesus doesn't leave you nor forsake you. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're having, you know, like, a demonic dream of being attacked by demons or, like, sleep paralysis, you can cast them away mm -hmm. in his name. Yep. Yeah, and that's why this is so, like, relevant to talk about here, because, yeah. Yeah, like w when I would have like sleep paralysis or demonic dreams, they if I like cast them out in Jesus's name, they would disappear and I would wake up or mm -hmm. yeah. And for a while I was I was confused about the correct way to cast out demons. Um I guess I, for a while I relied on myself and other things outside of God. Uh, like, I would try, I would use things like holy water or, um, like oil baths that I, that I bought from a magic shop. It's funny, there was like, um, stuff like that in a magic shop that looked good. <laughs> um, like holy water. Mm -hmm. And there was like this bath ritual that I'd do and I'd like read out a psalm. And I think the psalm was good because it was the word, but the whole like bath thing was magic. <laughs> yeah. And um, I actually had a dream that I was like spraying holy water at a demon, and it was just like angering it, like it wasn't casting it away. It was just like laughing at me and making fun of me. Yeah. Like, oh, you think that's gonna work? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and um. Yeah, let's talk about like the concept of holy water. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It's is it's the idea that something other than Jesus can protect you. Can they will they be able to hear the meows? No. Okay. Not with these mics. Okay. So I wanna I wanna go on a tangent here, right? About holy water. <laughs> I wanna say, well, no. I I want to say that it does not exist, but I also don't know everything. I want to say that I don't that think it's bad necessarily. Because for example, but it for doesn't example, cast out demons. For example, anointing with oil is very true. Very yeah, real. no, 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 I agree. But but if you're it's using not, that, to it's like... not holy oil. 
That's the thing. You're being anointed with oil. You know who does the saving? God does the saving. Yeah. God well, does I wasn't the saying like oil and water is bad. I'm not saying you. I'm saying yeah, okay. I want to be very clear about everything we talk too. about. Yeah. So I'm not saying like against you. No. I want to just be very clear that like the fact that you're 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 saying this is special holy water. Now in the Bible they talked about being anointed with water. And, and and healing holy water and stuff like this and like um uh one one specifically comes to mind the um the angel pool where once in a while an angel would appear over the water allegedly and the first person to run into the pool like all, all of these different people paraplegics and and l- lepers and all of these people with different ailments would sit around this pool and eventually, when an angel would appear, it could take years. Um, they, the first person to hop in, would be healed. So there was this this um, this uh, paraplegic who could not walk, and he had leprosy, and he had a bunch of things. And, um, I believe so. And uh, God walks up to him, and and he, Jesus walks up to him, and he says, "Hey, like, what are you doing?" And he said, well, I've got this, i got this, I can't walk, I have no one to help me into the pool because I have no family. And Jesus says, well, get up, roll up your bed and walk. And he believed Jesus, and he got up, and he picked up his bed, what book and is he this walked. In? And I don't remember. Oh, okay. You would have to, like, search. Okay. Oh. And the Pharisees got mad, not because of the healing, not because of... Uh, this is so stupid not because of anything except for the fact that he rolled up his own bed and walked home because you're not supposed to do work on the Sabbath day he should have waited for the next day to roll up his bed and walk home oh this was in a gospel right this was in yeah this was in Matthew Mark Luke or John that's because you're not it might be in oh my gosh the Pharisees that's like a whole topic yeah but we're not going to get into that but uh, (laughs) what I'm saying I was just finishing out the story what I'm saying is like it is by Jesus' power alone that you can be healed. It is by Jesus' power alone that you can be saved. Yeah, anything outside of that's demonic. It doesn't work. Yes, now, Jesus <laughs> uses things, but it's his power, right? So, when you're anointed with oil, that doesn't necessarily mean that oil is going to heal you. That oil is not the thing that helps or heals or anything like that. It is by God's power. Now, he can use that oil to do it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's the oil's power. It's God's power through the oil. So it's always, always, always God. And just just a side note, burning sage does not get rid of demons. Yes. (laughs) You know what gets rid of demons? Rebuking them in Jesus' name. And that is the only thing that rebukes demons. You will never find anything else that rebukes it. Yep. I guarantee it. It is only there by was Jesus a while name. like after I was I was saved where I was very confused and I was almost combining stuff like that with Jesus like I would literally be playing on the TV like Bible stuff and burning sage at the same time because I was very like in between the two um, yeah I was very confused for a while yeah. Now, I don't think sage in and of itself is demonic. It is demonic if you're using it, like, to try to cast out evil. Yep. 
You can eat sage on things. Right. It's, it's, it's a not spice. like you're demonic if you're eating sage. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of our cat. I know. <laughs> eating our cat. <laughs> so we're going to jump into some examples of dreams we've had and just talk talk it through. And then we'll yeah. um, compare it to some other prophets from the Bible as well. And some experiences that they've so, had. So to start off, I... I used to have sleep paralysis every single night, Mm -hmm. and it was very demonic. It was from demons. They were holding me down and paralyzing me, and it it was very hard to cast them away because my my mouth would be paralyzed too. Like it it was hard to just like say anything. I'm gonna be honest. Like the very first time you told me about that, it kind of freaked me out because I had never yeah I had never experienced this. I grew up in a very different with a very different mindset and a very different like um world so i felt like i don't know i felt very like freaked out by it but now it's like normal i know it's real freaked out by it sleep yeah, paralysis it was like yeah the way you yeah. described it to me oh it is it's it's creepy yeah but i didn't think it was like real i would act. i would have demons like paralyze me and rape me too when you first like, told me that, I had this 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 thought. I don't know if this is how it was, but this thought of demons literally on top of you, holding you down. Yeah. 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 You know the concept of like it. incubus, succubus, it was like that. Yeah. Like like um, demons are very. They remind me of the concept of vampires. They they're very energy stealing. It was like it was stealing. It was stealing my energy, stealing my um will, my will, my. Using my 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 lust to against me, um, my sin. It was like a result of my sin almost, like my lust, my just like many sins. Um, And uh, when I I I would rebuke them in the name of Jesus and say, "Jesus, save me! Take me out of this." It was very hard to do because my my mouth was like sealed closed, but with the will of with the help of the Lord, I I could cast them, the sleep paralysis demon away, um, and it would it would instantly stop, and I'd be able to move again. And I actually I don't get that anymore. I don't I don't I don't have sleep paralysis anymore. Um, I still have bad dreams and nightmares, but I I haven't had sleep paralysis. Um. Yeah, and going off of that, um, there was this big dream that was a huge part of my testimony. My friends from my old church were praying for me for years, and I had so many visions about going back to church with them. I had a vision where I was in like a deep, dark pit, and Jesus' hand pulled me out, and there, it was symbolic of like their prayers mm-hmm. were pulling me out, and his hand was the result of their his the result of their prayers was like how do I word this oh my gosh because of their prayers he was pulling me out and I felt like because of their prayers he reached out to you like yeah. they were an- he was answering their prayers by reaching yes out. exactly like it wasn't because of them it was like God saved me yeah it was but- all God yeah. Heavy emphasis on that. And I, I think the pit was like, was hell in my dream. Like yeah. That's what the pit was. Or um, at least symbolic of. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I don't even think it was symbolic. I think it was literally. Um, everyone dies, so no one can avoid the pit. It is a place of destruction, a dark and neat place where the dead are without strength, forsaken by the living, and forgotten by God. There is no thanksgiving, praise, or hope there. So, yeah, that's pretty dark, but Psalms 49, 9, so that they shall live on forever and not see decay. Isaiah 38, 17, surely it was for my benefit that I suffered such anguish. In your love, you kept me from the pit of destruction. You have put all my sins behind your back. Um, I like this for this passage in Psalms 88, three through six. I am overwhelmed with troubles in my life draws near, draws near to death. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. This is, this is just like verses about like where it says, talks about the pit. Mm. Um, I am like one without strength. I am set apart with the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more, who are cut off from your care. You have put me in the lowest pit in the darkest depths. Psalm, actually that one's kind of long, maybe. Hmm. Do you want me to read this one too? It's kind of longer. If you if you feel called to, read it. Okay, this is a psalm of David. Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Your arrows, oh my gosh. It's okay. I'll redo it. Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Your arrows have pierced me, and your hand has come down on me. Because of your wrath, there is no health in my body. There is no soundness in my bones because of my sin. My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds fester and are loathsome because of my sinful folly. I am bowed down and brought very low all day long I go about mourning. My back is filled with searing pain. There is no health in my body. I am feeble and utterly crushed. I groan in anguish of heart. Continue on. Yeah, yeah, I'm just gathering my thoughts. Oh, go ahead. We're very we 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 pray before we do this and we're we like to let God lead us in this yeah. this type of thing cuz this is for God. For sure mm-hmm. we talk about this stuff, bring gl- glory and praise to him. And um we want to share that with all of you. The glory and the wonderful love that he's shared with us. Um, yeah, that was a very powerful dream for me because it really just showed me what God saved me from and that prayer is powerful and yeah, I was the type of person that was just so far from God. It's like, if God can save me, he can save anyone, everyone Mm -hmm. or anyone that wants to listen. Yep. And it's a choice because we have free will. Yep. Okay, I'm going to talk about one more dream, and then you can talk about yours if you want. Okay. There was a dream I had recently that was very, very hard for me. Um, It was a dream about a wild, out-of-control fire coming towards our house. We were were panicking and, and trying to get out of there as soon as possible, and getting all of our animals together and and Riley was like we are like 
um, if we have to leave without the animals, like, we're gonna, because our safety is, like, priority, but we will try to get them all out. Um, we rushed out of the house as fast as we could, and I was running and jumping over the fence of our house trying to escape. We hear the voice of God that said, stop, you don't have to run anymore, the fire is already put out. We turn around, and sure enough, the fire is completely gone and vanquished. At the same time, an ESV study Bible was being delivered to our front porch. The power of God saved us from the fire. It's like God was saying, I saved you from the lake of fire. Go out and be a vessel and light to others so that they may also be saved. I woke up from this vision paralyzed and crying for the souls of others. We think we have to be perfect before we come to God, but he accept us, accepts us with open arms. When you accept him into your heart fully, you become born again. Your desires change, your morals and life lines up with God naturally because he rules your heart and your life. It is not about fighting for our salvation, it's about accepting the free gift of grace he's given us. Ephesians 2, 8-9, which says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, but any man should boast. Is that the verse? Nice. Did you memorize that? Nice. Yeah, um, back to my time at my previous church. That was our key verse for our... Uh, uh, yeah, basically it's saying like great uh, salvation is a gift and grace is a free gift that he's given us. For by grace are ye saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works that lest any man should boast. I'm sorry, I misspoke earlier. That is the correct. That's okay. Just wanted to make sure. I don't want to misquote the Bible. It's very, very lovely and very specific. Never blast. And, um, voice of God. Psalm 16 is very powerful with this dream. Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. Lord, you alone are my portion in my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me, for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. Because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. It was just such a powerful dream because it was like God was saying to Riley and I that he saved us from the fire. Go out and say, go out and not save others, but help be a vessel to save others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we don't save people. It's God that saves people. And we are a vessel of God. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Do you want to talk about some of your dreams or no so I've had a couple of dreams I'm not gonna go into 
too deep detail. Nothing as crazy as Winfrey has seen, but I have a couple that came to mind when praying and thinking about this episode. Um, I don't usually talk about the contents of my dream, but I will dreams, but I will um, explain a little bit. Uh, uh, vaguely about them. There was the the very first one I ever had was about someone very close to me, and um, it was a uh, reoccurring. So I had the same dream every night for three nights in a row, and um, it stopped after the third night because on the third that after that third night I ended up seeing him that day. So I told him about it, and I explained it to him, and um, he had been talking about how he was praying for for relief from this thing that was bothering him, and a, a sign from God that he should leave the situation surrounding what was stressing him out, and, um, and that was his sign, so he did, and because of it, he's in so much of a better place now, he's just in a much better situation. Um, it's not as crazy as it sounds, but that's as vague as it No, but that's powerful because, like, what God showed you helped somebody else. Yeah, exactly. And which is, which that's is, something that God does, is he will show us something for somebody else. That's what a prophet is. A prophet like, like is, in Samuel. Yeah, like, because he's a prophet. A prophet is someone, uh, God speaks through you to someone else. That's what a prophet mm-hmm. does. So, going to about Samuel. Wait, are you done on your dreams? Yeah, no, that's... Okay. Well, for that one... Well, we finish up with, um, Excuse me. like, your dreams first, and okay. then we'll talk about... So, uh, one more I'm going to be even more vague about is um, I had someone in my life that I was very close with for a very long time. Um, those of you who know me may know who I'm talking about. But um, I needed to leave that person behind, and it took me a very long time to come to that conclusion. And it was actually God, he sent me a dream, and I was holding on mentally. It was like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay friends with this person. I'm going to talk to this person because I want to. And God sent me a dream that said, no, actually, you don't, and I don't want you to. You have to essentially cut this person out of your life and out of your heart because this person is no good for you and I have better people to be in your life and he was right he did he had much better people to be in my life and they are in my life and I love all of them very much I thank God that he saved me from that situation but Mm -hmm. um, now we have now we have really good friends yes shout out to the central gang (laughs) um we so uh, so those are the two dreams that I chose to talk about because one um God will speak to me about other people so that I may speak to other people um and it's his voice through me it's not me um and another way is he will talk to me about myself about things that I need to work on about things that I need to get better at and it's not always through dreams either these are just two dreams that I had but I've had visions and I felt him talking to me, just being awake and completely coherent, not under influence of anything, but I feel him telling me to do something or I hear him telling me to do something. 
Um, notably, uh, me and Winfrey had a talk with our friends last night about this. Um, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, and it was God told me to do it. And I heard him, like, as if he was right next to me, tell me. God also told us to start trying for a baby. <laughs> yes, God told us to start <laughs> trying for a baby. So we felt the Holy Spirit um, blessing that. So. <laughs> but, yeah, God, God can speak to you through dreams, but also not through dreams. And it can be for a multitude of reasons. But for me, the main two are... I mean, I feel like the main, the only two, honestly, are for me for him to speak through me into other people's life and also um into my own life just to better myself to not well no okay that's wrong not to better myself but to bring me closer to him and that's that's not a bad term for it better well because the term better myself can be taken different ways. Mm. I want to be, like I said, yeah. I want to be very specific. There's a way to better yourself in a godly way. Yes. But it can be taken another way. That's true. I want to make sure my words cannot be taken any other way other than what I mean. Yeah. So continue. Uh, you, I mean, you were talking. <laughs> no, no, no. They, that, that was the end of my dream. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Samuel, I believe you were going to talk about? Well, let's see. Um... So, God spoke to people through dreams in the Bible. And a lot of people in the Bible were... There was a lot of prophets. Which, we're not going to talk about all of them. because Oh no, there's so many. There's a lot. Um, but we will touch on a few that came to mind. And I, not every prophet had dreams, right? It wasn't always... Well, because prophecy does not always come through dreams. Yeah, it doesn't have to be... Yeah, it could be dreams. something through something else. Like for example, yeah. for example, God spoke to Moses through a burning bush. He wasn't mm-hmm. asleep; he was awake. Yeah, it does. It's but not always dreams. When it comes to Old Testament prophets, that was a main theme. That was a big oh, yeah. thing. Like you got prophecy through your dreams to God, or visions, or basically dreams are just visions when you're sleeping, and visions are dreams while you're awake. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> okay. Um So, so some of the main some of the prophets in the Bible that we want to talk about today is Joseph, Jacob, Abraham, Samuel, Moses, and Jonah, right? Mhm. So, do you want to start with Joseph? Which? Which are we talking? In Genesis. About? I want to talk about. I want to talk. Touch on both Josephs while we're here. Yeah. Okay. So sure. go ahead, Genesis, Joseph. Oh gosh. Okay. Um. That's the one you ta- You read about. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I'm not used to like. Okay. Let's let's just jump into it. Joseph was um. He had dreams, right? Mm-hmm. He grew up in a... Joseph was the son of Jacob. Yes. And Jacob was... Uh, um... Jacob's wife, wives, uh, were who? We've been talking about this in on in Sunday mornings. 
Okay, Jacob's wives, Rachel. Yes. It starts with an L. What's the other one? Leah. Le yeah, there you go. Rachel and Leah. So, oh gosh, this is gonna be so which hard. wife was, did he love? Rachel. Yes, and he loves Joseph. So, who's which was Joseph's mother? Rachel. Correct. There were only two sons Rachel gave. So, Rachel gave birth to Joseph and Benjamin. So, those were Jacob's favorites because he only truly loved Rachel. Mm -hmm. That whole story is another for another time. But he only truly yeah. loved Rachel. That's what you need to know. So Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. And while he was in slavery, he uh, was accused of... He was accused of um, trying to get with... Um, oh gosh. Somebody's wife... Potiphar's wife. Potiphar's wife, yep. yeah. I'm sorry, I'm so illiterate. <laughs> no, 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 you're okay, honey. I'm God's really bringing hard. this to mind, man. I don't know half of this stuff. <laughs> well, let's not say that. <laughs> um, say what? That we don't know half the stuff. Oh, oh, I meant off the top of my head, I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, um, right, he was arrested, and while he was in jail, he interpreted two people's dreams. One was, um, the chief butler and the chief baker. So... The chief. Chief butler and chief baker. Yeah, so like... To the pharaoh. The head. Yes. The heads of those. So these guys were, were for different reasons, thrown into jail. Basically, this guy was in power, and he's just like, I don't like you anymore. Into jail we go, right? And they start having dreams. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, they don't know what they mean, because they were Egyptians. Back then, it was like, if you weren't a Jew, you didn't know Jesus. Right, this was before Jesus, so not everyone had access. It was just the chosen people, right? Mm -hmm. So these two guys were Egyptians, had n or a slave from a different country, had no idea what they were doing. Joseph comes along. He's sold into slavery by his brothers because his brothers are basically jealous of how much his father loves him, and 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 he has the the gift of deciphering dreams and he has them as well so he gets thrown into jail because um potiphar's wife is like oh my gosh this guy is hot i want to have sex with him and when joseph says no he's like she basically look, falsely guy, accused him yeah it's falsely accused right. so he gets thrown into jail he meets these other two guys who don't know what the dreams mean they get to talking about dreams he interprets them that one guy's gonna die and the other isn't and they come yeah. to it to was light. the butler that would be released and returned to pharaoh's service in three days and the the baker was was uh to be killed for entertainment basically was it? i thought it was the wine taster was it a butler 
Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm missing. Pharaoh's Butler. That might be. I might be mixing up. So Pharaoh's Butler was released and returned to his ser- Pharaoh's service, and then the baker was killed for entertainment, which is messed up. Um. So the dreams were the. The butler dreamed that he was squeezing wine from grapes, and the baker was dreamed that, uh, that birds were, like, pecking at bread, I think it was, like, eating, Ravens were pecking at the bread on his head. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That he was carrying around because that's how people carried things back then. Mm-hmm. For so the dreams were very like symbolic, which I feel like is how a lot of dreams are symbolic. <coughs> yeah, and then also Joseph also interpreted Pharaoh's dream for. Um, that there would be famine. Right? Mm-hmm. Seven years of good... Well, no. So, Pharaoh dreamed... Seven years of abundance in the land of Egypt, followed by seven years of famine. So, so Joseph had this dream that basically said all of the nations are... This is crazy, because this oh is God. literally what I was, like, reading yeah, seven about years, before. Seven years of... of of plenty and seven years of famine. You had seven years to prepare for the seven years of famine. If you don't, you're going to die. So they spent seven years throwing all the leftovers into storage. And instead of eating super well, they ate normally, like they normally wouldn't throw all the extras into storage so that when the seven years of famine came, they had an abundance of food to give out to people. And Joseph's family eventually comes and all that stuff. So basically, God spoke to Joseph. He was a prophet. Now, um, do you have anything more to say on that story? The other Joseph I was talking about is the husband of Mary, who was the virgin mother of Jesus. Now, yeah, Joseph, yeah, he had a dream too. It doesn't about, talk yeah. about him being a prophet, so we don't mm-hmm. know. But he had a dream. He, an angel, the angel of the, the Lord angel was sent Lord to him appeared, yeah. to talk to him in a dream. Um, and. I say that to say, just to touch on the topic, just to say that, like, you don't have to have the, like I said before, just to reiterate, and there's examples of it in the Bible, you don't have to have the prophetic gift for God to speak to you. God's oh, yeah, going, sure. God speaks to all of us. That's the thing. And he speaks to who he wants to. He spoke to Winfrey before Winfrey believed. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. He that's speaks a to fact. unbelievers, too. He speaks to anyone he wants because he's God. It's harder to hear it and listen when you're an unbeliever. For sure. But But um, he does it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so what what, what was the, um, what did the angel, the angel of the Lord appear to him saying that Mary would become pregnant and to not worry because she wasn't cheating on him. This was. This was from God. From God, a virgin, a virgin, um, virgin birth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then that's that's just what I wanted to touch on, a little bit. Yeah. 
So the next one, who do you want to talk about next? Um, Jacob Slatter. Yeah, sounds good. So, talks about Jacob's ladder. Uh, this was Joseph's father in Genesis chapter 28. Mm-hmm. Jacob's ladder, he dreamed about, um, God gave him a dream about a ladder leading to heaven that, um, And he had this dream during his flight from his brother Esau. And Esau hated him and wanted to... What did he want? Revenge? Esau Um, and Jacob? Yeah, he wanted revenge. because. Yeah, so he was on the run from Esau, basically. His brother took his birthright over a bull. And he had this dream while he was sleeping outside. He was sleeping... Where was he sleeping? Where was he sleeping? Do you remember? Don't know. Babe, <laughs> how are you doing that now? Because I'm running out of time. I, I got stuff to do. Okay, let's just stop. That's no, okay. Continue. It was Bethel, the house of God. It was a place where that was, was renamed the... to Israel. So the dream basically had to do with like the obligations inheritance of the people chosen by God. Who are we talking about? Jacob Slaughter. Jacob Slaughter. Wasn't this in Revelation? Genesis. It might Huh? What? Genesis chapter twenty eight. It was also talked about in Revelation. Oh, is it? Maybe that's what I'm getting at. Okay, that's not a movie about it apparently. Ew. Is that? Book of Genesis. Yeah, but... Oh, think... I know. He had the dream in Genesis and it came... It was in Revelation. I think? Let me let me double check before I say... Yeah. No, it only says... I don't know why I was. Th- huh. Yeah, I was wrong about that. I don't. I'm not seeing anything about sleeping on a stone pillow, dreaming of a ladder coming down from heaven with the angels ascending and descending on it. I thought it was. I thought John saw it in Revelation. I guess maybe no. I was wrong. Okay, never mind. It's okay. My mistake. Yeah, I just, I, I, I imagined what he saw. It must have been crazy. Continue. I'm just reading up on it real quick. Uh, that's all. Mm.
Oh, so it's like okay, so so like to to simplify a little bit what the idea of Jacob's ladder is. It's not a ladder for Jacob. It was it's a dream that Jacob had about a ladder going in between heaven and earth, mm-hmm. and it's symbolic because it's saying that a ladder has been placed between heaven and earth, right? Because angels, angels live in heaven, and they're going up and down. So it's it's yeah, saying like that like it's it was impossible to reach because of our sin, but now but that... now God, Jesus is the metaphorical ladder. Yes, He's bridged the gap by a ladder. Or and we're I guess it was. It was... To prophetic because it's like jesus will be that yeah that's what it was yeah yeah i don't know why i was thinking revelation there must be something similar or something that i'm thinking of yeah um okay um do you want to talk about we'll talk about abraham samuel and then jonah and then and then we'll be finish up yeah let's end on jonah okay so abraham Abraham's a big name. I feel like if you know nothing, the you're father know, of many nations. You're gonna know. You're gonna know a couple big names from the Bible, even if you're an atheist, right? Jesus and God, obviously, being two of the big names. But I feel like Abraham. He's featured in so many songs. He's featured in so many like just things in general. You know who Father <laughs> Abraham is. I mean, obviously, like he is the father of many nations, like the song, yeah. because. He couldn't I mean, conceive he for a while. Um, because his wife was barren. Yes. But, but God, God said... took that away. Yeah. And, and it, it wasn't It wasn't in the, his timing. It happened later in on. In God's timing, yes. It, it, it's interesting because it begs the question, was Sarah barren because God made herself... And if that's the case, then oh yeah, women if, if barren someone's barren, today, God is like allowing that. Yeah, yeah. But it begs the question: Did they become barren because of sin in their life, or did were they born that way? Mm-hmm. Because maybe God uses that to bring them to Him, you know, or maybe it's a punishment for sin. Because Sarah was healed of the being barren; He took that barrier away, and now. They can have kids in their old age, even though they didn't um, believe. Happened anyway. Must have been a smack in the face when she had, or when she figured out she was pregnant. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, so according to the the book of Genesis, mm-hmm. Abraham left. What's that? Oh, left Ur, Ur. in mm-hmm. Mesopotamia because God called him to found a new nation and un designated land that was Canaan Um, he obeyed the commands of God from whom he received repeated promises and a covenant that his seed would inherit the land so Abraham then named Abram was just an average dude he was just chilling in Ur with his his uh, his nephew and his family and his large family and they're just chilling and God says I'm gonna use you for something even greater than you could ever imagine also your name is Abraham now so how many children did he had seven children right that's what it says well if that's what it says that's what I yeah I, I wouldn't know that that's what it says. There you go. Seven children. But he's a father of many nations. That doesn't mean he yeah, had yeah, yeah. all of those children. Like, he was just. Yeah. 
many nations came after him through his bloodline. <coughs> yeah. But the main one being Isaac, obviously. That's the one. Be fruitful, multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. Was God's command. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um yeah, and that, that that can be very encouraging for people that might be struggling with infertility. Like, just be faithful that it's God's timing when it happens. Well, be and... be mindful that, like, maybe there's something he wants you to learn through this yeah. season. And yeah. God can heal everything. We've seen people with stage 4 cancer be healed simply because... They believed that God would heal them. Mm. You know? So you can be healed from anything through the power of God. So that was Abraham. How about... Talk about Samuel. I think we talked about Samuel earlier. Did we? We didn't really go into it, though. We didn't go into it as much as we can. But go ahead. Yeah. I want to also mention in the time of... Samuel, there are I forget her name, but there are women prophets too. I know we're talking about a lot of men. God speaks to men and women, but in the Bible, there's a lot of instances of men. Doesn't mean he didn't he doesn't talk to women. Just want to throw that out there. There are prophetesses, prophetesses, which is the term. Alright, continue, my love. Hold on. Deborah. That was her name. Just looked it up. A big one you might uh, recall the name of is Esther. Has a whole book in the Bible dedicated to Esther. Alright, continue. Esther's story is also uh, similar to Abraham's. Okay. Um... So who is, let's say who who is Samuel? Samuel is a prophet, and um, a king. A king. King okay. Samuel. Or no, take that back. Who's not a king? He's a prophet. We're gonna focus on the prophet part. So say, uh, Samuel was a prophet. Hmm. Um oh my gosh, this is hard. So Samuel is is interesting to talk about. It is he is just there's a lot going on with Samuel. So I'll 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 take I'll take this one. Could you? <laughs> so Samuel Samuel played a key role in the transition from the biblical judges to the United Kingdom of Israel under Saul. So, um, okay, okay. And we already talked about Moses, so we can just go into Jonah after this, by the way. 
Yeah, and then finishes yeah. Jonah. So Samuel, uh, get uh, God spoke to Samuel about somebody else. His name was Eli. Now Eli was the uh, the leader of Israel, but he was an older man. He was aging. He was upward in years, and his sons were priests. And they were abusing their powers over people. Um, and they were also desecrating sacrificial offerings. So, And God was not pleased. God was not pleased. And he punished... I want, I want to tangent a little bit with this too. He, he's punishing Eli because of his wayward sons. Mm-hmm. God holds the head of the house, the father, accountable for his family. So I will be judged twice. I will be judged for me, for how I held my life and how I led my family. Like he he didn't talk to Samuel about Eli's sons. He talked to Samuel about the father who is allowing and raised his kids to be the way they are now. God also, yeah, like I just said, he he talks about uh, he told. He's reprimanding Eli for letting his sons be the way they are. God told Eli through Samuel that his descendants would die in the flower of their age, and he would choose another family to serve in the priestly line. So it was like you had to be – it was like a a, a monarchy. Uh, The sons would take over. You know, but God's saying, "I'm gonna wipe your bloodline out of here, and we're gonna put a new family in here because you're just not it, fam." So for myself, a faithful priest, and he shall walk before. So talk about like the dreams that Samuel had. Apparently referred to Zadok. Okay. So Samuel had was referred um, to a seer, which was another name for a prophet. Was, so, Samuel was having dreams from God about Eli, but not only, that. This is the first recorded. So he started. Thought, uh, God spoke to him through Eli about what to say. So prophecy, mm-hmm. like we said, mentioned before, a prophet is someone God speaks through. So he revealed the message to Samuel. Samuel went to Eli and conveyed the message. Um, there were multiple instances of Samuel doing so, and eventually he was established as a prophet of the Lord in First Samuel 3.20, and he was referred to as a seer, which is another name for prophet in First Chronicles 9.22. Um, he was very faithful to God and followed God. He grew in faith as, um, as time went on. And then years later, God cited Samuel along with Moses as leaders of the Israelites whose prayers for mercy for the people he had often heeded. So basically, he's saying, like, this man had so much faith in me, I listened to what he did. And he is among the great leaders of Israel. Alongside Moses, who is a huge man, Samuel's up there with him. As time passed, the sins of the Israelites became so egregious that God told Jeremiah, Even if Moses and Samuel stood before me, my mind would not be favorable. Toward this people, cast them out of my sight, and let them go forth. That's Jeremiah 15.1. 
So he's saying like even if the people who who pray to me about the sins of others and I answered their prayers the most because their faith was so great and their heart was so strong for these people, I still would not save these people. He's he's just mentioning that like Samuel is so great. That's why it's mentioned here. Um, so yeah, it, it doesn't go into too much. He does call the nation to repentance, the entire Israel nation to repentance to return to the Lord because Israel turned away many, many times. And one of these times, it was Samuel that God spoke through. They would not. They would not listen until eventually the Philistines killed a bunch of them. Thirty thousand, actually. That day, they got. He gathered the people. They fasted, repented of their sins. Samuel prayed on behalf of all of them, and the outcome was God allowed them to defeat the Philistines and they became free once again. Hmm. So basically he was a uh, incredible prophet, incredible It's dude. almost like like God used God prophecy used. to carry out his will. Yep. Which is very fascinating. Alright. No. Uh, the last Jonah Jonah, the guy that got eaten by the the fish. The, the big great fish. fish. Oh, um yeah. Historians it was actually it was a goldfish. people think it was like a whale, right? But it was a big fish, right? Actually, it was well, a big historians fish. believe it was a giant goldfish. <laughs> That's crazy. Because in the in, in the ocean, you can like there are goldfish that exist. They're just huge. It's just the tiny ones you see today as pets or what we're used to. But really, they can grow huge. There was a story um, on the news a couple years ago that I remember that somebody had flushed what they thought was their dead goldfish. And it lived in, like, this little lake that the sewage had dumped into. Mm -hmm. And it grew. And it was, like, seven foot or something oh my like gosh. that. It was massive fish. So it it could absolutely... It's <gasps> <laughs> freaky. But, yeah. Imagine so. just eating, getting eaten by a huge fish. But that's it's what terrifying. he's remembered for. If you don't know why... God told him to go to Nineveh and said, "No, I, or Jonah, you." He said he was sent Nineveh. by God to prophesy the destruction of Nineveh. God puts his tent and pitches his tent of light in the middle of darkness, and Nineveh was a very, very dark city, full of sin and full of sexual tendencies mm. and and all of this different sin. But I think emphasis was put on sexual sin for this place, and Jonah okay. was. He tried. He attempted to escape escape his divine mission. Basic. Well, basically, Jonah. What Jonah did was he said, "God, I don't want to do that. I'm gonna go somewhere else." And he literally booked a charter on a boat to go the opposite direction, and in the middle of this. A great storm hit out of nowhere. It was calm, and then the next minute... God it was, was mad. <laughs> God was mad at Jonah, and he told Jonah, I'm... He, he, was, just, oh he, he was just pissed. So Jonah... So Jonah had I'm to... I'm pulling up photos of it, and it's absolutely insane. <laughs> just imagine. So, so... I'm afraid of the ocean now. Eventually, they ended up throwing Jonah off the boat because they knew it was him. That's why the ocean scares me. 
And a fish came and ate him and swallowed him whole. And he was in the belly of the fish for three days. And God spoke to him and he said, all right, you ready to do what what I want you to do? And he said, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> and, he, and he repented. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it was like that. that. Yeah, okay, get me out of this fish. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he repented of his sin and he was spit up on the beach and he went to Nineveh. And there's a lot more to this story, but I want to tangent for a second. God don't play. God God sometimes allows us to live in our own sin until we are at such a deep place that we are literally trapped in the belly of a fish before he asks us again, do you want to do what you know, you're supposed to be right now, right? We have free will, but like if we do the opposite of what God wants, like we have consequences. So we have free will to choose whatever we do. But so we can choose no, no, to no, be in the, the fish. Here's the thing. Or... Here's the thing. I want to make myself very clear, make Winfrey very clear here, because this is a very delicate topic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is not that we can't do it. Okay, we we have free will, right? We can do whatever we want. And it's not we're, we have to do what God wants. No, no. We have free will. And using our free will, we chose to follow God. Now, because of that choice, we have to wholeheartedly follow yeah. God because of the choice we made with our free will, right? Mm-hmm. If we chose not – if we didn't want to deal with this, we could choose not to follow God. And we could live however we wanted and it would be okay. But because we chose to follow God because we love him and we know it's – the correct answer and we because we want to we have to follow him you don't go into the army and say i'm gonna sign up for the army go into the army and not listen to your commanding officer because you don't like everything he says that's not how it works you sign up for the army you go into the army you listen to your commanding officer you do what they tell you because you signed up for the army now you have free will to do whatever you want right but you're listening to him because that was the choice you made to listen. Mm-hmm. That's what we're Thank saying. Thank you here. for clearing that yeah. up. Because I don't want anyone to think that like we have to follow him because no, that's why I wanted to talk to. about Jonah. Yeah. He chose to follow God. Now, he may not have liked everything that God wanted him to do. I mean, going to the hardest place on earth, that's hard. That's, that's like us going to China today. Like uh, Christians are... are being literally slaughtered in China because of of the regiment there. That's really hard. That's like God uh, giving us a dream saying, you need to go to China, be a light in China. That's scary. Like Jonah could have been in danger in this this place. He didn't want to go there. He didn't want to put himself at risk, but God said to do it. And I want to be be clear. If, if, If God's plan is better than anything you can think of. The reason that Jonah was in the belly of a whale for three days is because God had a plan for him because Jonah chose to follow God. That's the thing. He had free will. He could have gone all the way across the ocean if he wanted if he hadn't chosen to follow God. That's the thing. Yeah. Like God's not going to force you to do something. But because you chose to follow him, he's going to expect you to follow him like a commanding officer in the army might, you know? You're not going to – okay, how about a movie, okay? You, you're an actor. You get cast for a movie. They give you your lines. You're going to learn them. You're going to say them in front of the camera. Boom, movie. You're not going to go to the set and be like, oh, well, I'm going to lip – I'm just going to 
freestyle all of my words. I'm going to say them how I think they should be said. That's not how that works. You're going to get fired very quickly if you don't learn your lines. It's like this. You chose to be a part of this. You chose to follow God. Now you got to follow through. You can't have you can't have access. Yeah. And Jonah learned that and he followed God. Now, he was a very special he, that's why I, I I feel like that's why God wanted me to talk about Jonah cuz Jonah was what came to mind when we were talking yeah. about this. Um Yeah. I, like I even that. second guessed it, but like looking into it, like yes, this is absolutely. I remember I texted you like, "What prophets should we talk about?" Yeah, and you were like, "Let's Jonah. talk about Jonah." Yeah, and I was just like, "Okay." <laughs> but yeah, so that's everything. Yeah. Have a great day, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, but oh my just, to, just to recap, you know, prophecy. Yeah, if you dreams. guys have had any crazy dreams, let us know. Yeah, let us know. This is interesting. Text the Instagram. Everyone has Instagram. If you don't have Instagram. You can email us at rileyandwinfrey at gmail.com. Yeah, tell us about your spiritual experiences, and maybe we could be, a, like, a light in your life. Yeah. Yeah. We can We're talk. here for you for anything. Yeah. Right. So, thank you for listening. And yes, thank you so much. I hope We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any ideas, yeah. be sure to reach out to us. And- Sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> or crazy dreams. All right, have a good day, everyone. Bye. Good, good morning, night.